Gerard Bonner and Diana Michelle. What's going on, good people? Happy Friday to you, and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast. It's the SHW Podcast. This is our wrestling. I am GB Gerard Bonner, of course, with the amazing, the best-looking part of V3, Diana Michelle. And I guess we should probably start based on how so many of you approached us Last week, obviously, you'd be hearing the melodious tones of uh, our brother, Brandon Benefield, usually kicking off the podcast. For those who are unaware or have been under a rock, he had a terrible accident that happened a couple of weeks ago following uh, the Georgia Wrestling History Awards. Many of you came to us last week, approached us, asking questions, all of the things. So on behalf of Brandon, I'd like to tell you thank you so much for your thoughts, your prayers, your well wishes, the cards, the gifts. Oh my gosh. It, it, Just it, it, that overwhelming outpouring of concern and love. I'm sure he's going to appreciate. Absolutely. And uh, we have had a chance to talk to him and he has informed us that he will be on the podcast next week. So hopefully he'll be able to kind of give everybody an update in terms of how he's doing, what the recovery process is like hopefully you know you guys will be able to see him in person at shw 60 but we've got a road to get to before then i'll tell you what is good though what's good it's good to know that they're actually concerned about us if something actually happens you know yeah definitely i mean it it makes me feel a lot better about the wrestling world because you just never know right you You just never know but you know you know sometimes this is the only time you see a lot of our faces because you just hear voices but to know that you know you're missing everybody's missing our beloved b-dub oh yeah to be you know it's pretty awesome yeah you know i even i even had somebody ask me and i mean people were asking me questions like you wouldn't believe but someone actually asked me did the cops you know find out what happened and so i don't know i'm guessing brandon might have more information as the police I've probably talked to him um, since there, I'm sure, was a police report and all of the things. So we'll get as much information as he's comfortable sharing next week upon his return. But with that said, yes. Diana, how have you been? Man, this week's been a doozy. I mean, it is, it's Friday night and I'm already mm-hmm. sipping my tea because mama finna go to bed. So I'm uh, tired. I'm tired. Understood. Well, after wrestling. But yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. Well, listen. Been? Uh, you know, uh, this week has been a wild one uh, and probably precipitated by last Friday, which literally sent all of the wrestling world a buzz, including here in Georgia. And so we'll get to it because SHW 59 sent everybody crazy. And by the end, good Lord, the world went nuts. We'll talk about yeah. all of that because it was a crazy night. Here at Southern Honor, Uh, I have to say one of the big surprises that started the night was obviously if Brandon was not going to be there on commentary, who would be? And uh, everybody was pleasantly surprised at the return. Former SHW champion and the former IWTV world champion, the great AC Mack. We got to hang out the entire show. So trust me. Yes. Yeah, it's it's. 
It's a good thing. It's a very good always thing. Always a party when AC's in the house. Always an, oh my God. And the fans, the love. Oh my geez. I was he came out and he was doing his thing, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, Get in this ring. He did his little fan run and then he got in the ring and they were just going nuts over yeah. AC Mac, which is always, always great. Love it is a guy. great thing. And I and I love having his voice as part of what we do. And he added it's an a awful lot. Absolutely. To an incredible card, which kicked off with a match that I knew you would love. The mm -hmm. Jake the Snake Legacy Championship match uh, as the championship day defended against C.B. Suave. And you could make the argument that that match stole the show. Mm -hmm. It was wild. Talk about that match, Diana. Look, I haven't seen C.B. Suave in probably five years since I first mm -hmm. started. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't uh, familiar with how he was currently, but I, I did remember a little bit about, you know, I was just starting. I was just trying to get my feet wet, figure out what I was doing. Didn't know if I needed to be standing there watching a show or backstage doing it. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. But, I, you know, the stuff I did learn, he, he was good then, but that was five years ago. So now, of course, he's improved. And he had a presence, you know, he had his fur, you know, mm -hmm. this, this glam and, you know, doing his thing. And, um, man, he really brought it. I was impressed. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, you know how I feel about Chip. Mm -hmm. Chip's my bad boy. Oh, Love yeah. me from Chip Day. And ain't <laughs> nobody taking that title from Chip Day. Sorry, whoever. But I want to see this one run back a few times. This was yeah. good. This was a good match. I completely sure. agree. It was a fantastic match. And to your point, I think I've only seen CB Suave in, in cosplay. You know, yeah. where he was, you know, playing the role of the ultimate warrior or mm -hmm. Shawn Michaels or, you know, whomever. So to see him as himself, you know, in a championship opportunity was wild. He was absolutely fantastic. The yeah. match was great. And uh, I'm sure you guys are going to make sure you want to watch it again. If you haven't seen it already, check it out uh, when it hits IWTV. But don't just stop at this match because mm -hmm. it's what happened after the match that has all of Georgian independent wrestling talking uh, here, it was the champion was celebrating in the ring. And then from behind comes Hollywood Hunter James. We remember how their interaction ended at uh, SHW 58 where Hunter James, uh, the match actually got considered a no contest because of right. the brain buster that happened on the stage. It left Hunter kind of injured and problematic. And uh, yeah, this battle got really, really wild, really out of control and ended with a very, very dangerous brain buster from the top of the stairs through the table onto the concrete floor. Very, very dangerous situation. And when you say top of the stairs, you don't mean the stage stairs. You mean my stairs, my ring mm. stairs that they yes. set up. And put that door table table. It was a table. I was thinking it was a table. Yeah. The door. I will say shout out to Chip for um asking me very politely to move my stuff off the table before he slammed it all over Hunter because yeah. not everybody's that courteous. So you know, thank Most you, aren't. Chip. Yeah. For real. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was really thinking Hunter was going through the table. Mm -hmm. Totally. It was going that route, but it, yeah. it you know, tables were turned and it was Chip that went yes. through and <laughs> Well um, I was concerned for my dude, man. I, I was. Yeah. 
He yeah. didn't look good when he was leaving, but you know. Mm-mm. And and both of us had very good views. You literally from one side, I'm on the other in terms of where we're sitting. Right. And uh, I mean, AC Mac mentioned it on commentary. You know, there are no mats in the action building. None. So there was no soft cushion and you could literally see his head go through the table straight mm-hmm. to the floor. Mm-hmm. Extremely concerning situation. Definitely. Uh, uh, he was not able to walk out under his own power, um, which was very concerning. And they didn't even take him up the stairs. They had to take him kind of through the crowd Outside. out near you. Right. So, yeah, yeah very it, it was very, very concerning. So certainly uh, our thoughts and prayers are with, Uh, our championship day, but it also makes you ask the question, what happens between these two now? Every time they get together, the level of violence escalates to an even more uncomfortable level. And you got to wonder, obviously this isn't over, but Mm -mm. what happens now? I don't know. Can I tell you what I want to see? Sure. I want to see him in a cage. I do. Mm-hmm. I want to see him in a cage because Hunter can't sneak in from behind. His little buddies can't sneak in from behind. Chip will have him all just in this square. You know, all this. It's just all the gore, all the, all the. To me, a, a cage match like in the eighties. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah. That's the cage match. That's what I want to see. Maybe yeah. even the I quit match in the cage. Ooh, match. ooh, shade to the great Tully Blanchard and Magnum TA. Wow. Well, that, that could get that could get very interesting. Whatever it is, I'm sure the next chapter of this rivalry will be very, very violent. And mm-hmm. uh, I think we're all here for it. Yeah. And to your point, I actually like the idea of a cage because it keeps us safe as well. Right. They can because if not, they are likely to go all throughout the action building. And, you know, there's this look that Chip gets in his eyes where he sees red. You know, what was scary is Hunter James had that same look Friday night. And uh, yeah, it was not good. It was not good at all. Not good at all. So from there, uh, it got interesting because one who is normally silent had much to say. That would be the former SHW champion, Gunnar Miller, who showed up in street clothes and told a very interesting story that none of us expected told us why he was in street clothes. I'll leave it to you to watch it on IWTV. It's pretty entertaining. Um, Nonetheless, he came ready for a fight, though he was not dressed uh, in any sort of fighting gear, only to be interrupted by Todd Sexton, who who did not have CT keys. That's who Gunnar Miller was looking for. He wanted CT keys in a fight. Instead, seems as though Todd Sexton found someone who was interested in an opportunity, who wanted to prove himself, that is CJ, excuse me, KJ Impala. And uh, KJ, pretty buffed guy. Uh, We're familiar with him from his work at the Nightmare Factory. Uh, And perhaps this was the best time to catch Gunnar Miller. He didn't have any sort of wrestling boots, no wrestling gear on, you know, fresh off of his time with his daughter. Would he even be in any sort of frame of mind for an impromptu match, we were able to find out. You're right. Um, I have one word. Um, I was trying to write a few notes because I knew we was going to have to do this without Brandon. He Usually he tries to carry me around and that's good. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. I miss you. Because <laughs> a lot of times I just, I've got so much going on. I just can't get it out. But I had sure. one word that I wrote down. KJ Impala, 
wow. Because yeah. he really did bring it. He did. He really did bring it. He stepped mm -hmm. up and, and he was really, really trying to impress Todd Saxon and get a spot with the end game. Why? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But still, he, he did bring it. And uh, like you said, Gunner may not have been mentally prepared for that match or any match, mm -hmm. although he was calling out CT Keys. But, yeah. you know, his daughter was sick. He, mm -hmm. he didn't have his gear. Um, he was going from being a daddy to being Gunner. The mm -hmm. people's captain and yeah. that's tough it is especially when when your baby is under a year and they're sick and you mm -hmm. have to go from that straight into work it's right. really tough so and then the focus on defending yourself and showing yourself and, and putting on a good presence to you know hold your own yeah. against a big guy like kj impala that he was impressive but mm -hmm. in the end he got it done yeah gunner yeah. got it done Shout Walked out, out legend there. Yeah. Absolutely. Shout out to Gunnar Miller. Big win for him in an impromptu situation. And you're right. You know, he was ill prepared. Uh, he had CT keys on the brain for a fight. Ends up with a match with KJ and Paula. Uh, and I think the, those instincts as a fighter just kicked in. And that's what kicked in and a big win for Gunnar Miller. And unfortunately for KJ and Paula, who thought this would earn him a spot with the end game. Todd Sexton decided to do what Todd Sexton does and um, relieved him of his services with a super kick, leaving KJ Impala high and dry. But he made a great honestly, impression on you. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, honestly, I don't I don't think he was ever considering KJ Impala for the end game. I think he was just leading the sheep to the slaughter and just yeah. letting him take the heat for it. Mm -hmm. And huh, he's such a sleaze. Yeah, it's it's a crazy situation, and Todd yeah. Sexton is who he is. So pretty unfortunate there. Hopefully we'll get to see KJ Impala again, hopefully under better mm -hmm. circumstances for him yes, because he certainly impressed a lot of people mm -hmm. at Southern Honor uh, last week. From there to another match that I know had your eye from the time it was signed, <laughs> and that is the debut of The Warden, who was yes. fighting on behalf of Alexander Lev. He took on the Fluffman, yes, Cody did. Fluffman. And let's just say this right from the start. It has been a long time since we have seen someone captivate the SHW faithful as quickly as Cody Fluffman has. I mean, literally from his debut last, or excuse me, yeah, last month, where people went crazy, the the crowd literally went nuts yeah. as Cody came out. It was pretty amazing to see. And uh, this match was back and forth. We even got to see his famed steamroller, which was awesome. But before that, a certain Alexander Lev joined uh i guess his new cohort new follower um that would be the warden and he had some choice words to kind of kick this thing off he took the mic from you didn't he he always takes the mic from me i guess he thinks it's okay i don't i don't know how uh this is gonna go but it's it's getting annoying mm -hmm. it, it, first of all he doesn't say a whole lot of anything that makes sense i mean i am alexander love and i am what you yeah. faithful to let's yeah. just do an in-ring in -ring interview just once and find out what you're faithful to so that we are all out of the dark and understand what he's all about because i still don't know he's faithful <laughs> to that eyeliner 
He can put that's the true. eyeliner on now. He he's faithful to that. That's and that's it, good. It, it gets darker and darker with yeah. each show. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not sure what we're going to see if he shows up in March, but we also knew uh, now two weeks ago that once he won the award for uh, for rookie, rookie of the year, mm -hmm. he'd be impossible to deal with. And that is what we had to deal with. And uh, contrary to what was uh, initially advertised last week, uh, where it was said that there would be no award winners in the Georgia Wrestling History Award, at SHW 59, there were about four or ultimately five there before the night ended, which right. I thought was interesting. Uh, two of them are looking at you and talking to you right now. Uh, the third is at home resting, of course. Uh, and, and if you guys look, look, if you see up right above my shoulder, you can count them. One, two, mm -hmm. three, four. We all have them. Yeah. Slightly so, Thanks on the slash through. Yeah. Oh, I like that idea. Very <laughs> nice. Very nice. We might give our acceptance speeches here at some point. No. But until then, actually, we'll probably wait till Brandon gets back if he's yes. in any sort of position to do that. But getting back to Alexander Lev, uh, who had lots to say with his cohort, the warden. And it would have been nice if Alexander Lev would have been faithful to actually just staying outside of the ring and not getting involved in the match. But uh, AC Mack may have actually cracked the code to oh. what Alexander Lev is faithful to because he called him a faithful cheater, to hmm. which I wondered how many faithful cheaters are out there in the world? That's, that's the oxymoron or something, right? Precisely. Hmm. So then, uh, yeah, apparently his cheating worked for him as it got the win for the warden, I still don't think that this thing is over between Alexander Lev, the warden, and uh, Cody Fluffman. And here's one of the reasons why. Because when we got to the end of the match, it wasn't enough for the warden to cheat and get the victory. But they still wanted to put the beat down right. on Cody Fluffman. And then it happened. That's right. The buff. And the fluff connection came together like the mega powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. But first, can I just go back and just Please. say how glorious the steamroller was? I caught oh, it. Yes. I prayed for it. I begged for it. I hoped for it all week long. And oh, I yes. got it. And if you haven't seen my reels, go back and watch my reels because mm -hmm. I have a nice little video of that blessed steamroller. It was <laughs> amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. So, yes. But, yes, Sean Legacy shows up, comes to the rescue of Cody Fluffman. Gosh, did you see the picture with uh, the side-by-side -side of the cat and, and you know, the girl? And he's like, you hadn't seen that? Oh, no, actually. I haven't seen that. Oh, my God. That. It is the best. It's like, you know, oh. he's like, you did it. I can't even explain that whole mean thing, but it is amazing because <laughs> the warden's like pointing at Sean and Sean's just like, <laughs> it was so funny. It was That's so great. funny. It was great. But yeah, you ain't going to mess with the buff and fluff connection. New yeah. tag team of the, the year. I'm the, calling it. I like it. The buff and fluff connection. Uh, what's so interesting about this particular team, for those who don't know, is, you know, Cody Fluffman, Sean Legacy are best friends. Like, they That's really true. are, you know, and so they have been a tag team 
for quite some time. We've seen them in some other spaces, and now they have brought who they are to SHW. We are very familiar, of course, with Sean Legacy, um, who has been part of SHW for quite some time. Now seeing him team with Cody Fluffman, I mean, it's amazing. You've got to imagine that at some point in the future, these four men are going to get it on like Donkey Kong, and it's going to be (laughs) amazing. Yes, it is. Yeah, shout out to Cody Fluffman. Shout out to Sean Legacy. And if you follow them on the socials, you probably know this. If you haven't followed them, uh, Sean Legacy is worldwide. Now, we knew last year when he got a a great opportunity to head over to pro wrestling. Noah, well, his Mm -hmm. international travels will continue as he will be heading to the UK. And he's taking the fluff man. He's taking with the him. fluff man with him, yeah. which is amazing opportunity for both guys. But as long as they come back, I'm good. <laughs> right, they gotta come back. As long as they come back, I'm good. I'm good. They I, got, gotta I gotta have come a- back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's gonna be exciting to see the future of the buff and fluff connection. Connection. Absolutely. <laughs> that brilliant. is a merch monster right there. It that, is. That's- that's yeah we gotta they, have that they need to hire the mentor of the year to kind of help them you know, okay yeah formulate all as of he that. was helping me earlier this week thank you i didn't even realize but yeah See? he's the merch nice. magnet very nice absolutely from okay. there we got a match that was highly anticipated that mm-hmm. we all knew would be a technical masterpiece and it certainly mm-hmm. lived up to the billing as adam priest flanked by the ever-present dude from Pain Action, in my I, just, I just, we just, uh, I, I still can't believe that a certain Matt Griffin has found his home in the action building. It just doesn't make sense. Maybe he confused himself. You know, maybe he thought that the action building was the location for action wrestling. Right. I don't know. But either way, he was back in the corner of Adam Priest as Adam Priest took on Kyle Matthews an absolute technical masterpiece. Diana, what did you think about this match? He is, you know, Kyle is the other part of your, you know, your hashtag. Bad boys for life. Your bad he boys don't know it life. yet. And I didn't get to speak to him that night. He don't know it yet, but he's on the list. He might be watching. So he's on yeah. the list. Yeah. Uh, Matthews, bad boy for life. I got you. Oh, yeah. Got you. We're going to get jackets made or something. But back to uh, Griffin and his, oh, Jesus. I wanted to punch him square in his face. I really did. He took my mic, disrespectful, you know, calls himself doing my job. I'm sorry, but you cannot be Diana. There's one and only Diana. That's it. That's it. We acknowledge our tribal queen. Acknowledge me. That's right. There's only one me, and I'm Mm. the best there is, baby. I'm the best Diana there is. And, uh, you know, it is. And then Adam wants to get in my face. What's up with people wanting to get in my face? I'm just know. trying to do my job. Yeah. I'm just trying to do my job. And and I think I'm pretty good of it. I'm going to have the accolades to prove it. So She's let me do my back job. There. I do. So just let me do my job. And, and if you want, if you don't like the way announcers work, then go back to action and let Scott do it for you. Right? Take it on back to your house. This is our house. Bye. But yeah. As far as this match goes, though, Kyle was on fire. Yeah. Kyle came out on fire. He stayed on fire. 
and it was it was amazing and and yes him and and Adam the chemistry was good it was good back and forth but man it was a heartbreaker it was a heartbreaker mm-hmm. definitely was yeah and I was Adam upset was... that cruel was not there to come out and and run Matt over the rails again that's that's my only disappointment really because he wasn't there to run him out over the rails yeah otherwise yeah. you know just a heartbreaker I think we can all use our monthly dose of Matt Griffin attempting to clear the barricades and, and jump into the front row head first. That's, that's good TV right there that for is sure. But uh, trust me, this is a match you need to see. You want to see uh, once the announcement drops, go back and watch this on IWTV because it's, it's a great one. And I definitely feel like already this show had several match of the year candidates on it yeah. and is in the running for show of the year. I'll tell you, uh, AC Mac kept asking me, he says, are you sure this isn't still here? Because <laughs> it felt like it felt so AC, big. Yeah. It felt so big. And all of the matches and all of the moments delivered uh, very much in that way. And that led us to the IWTV World Championship on the line which is just i'm sorry well before we got there before we got there how dare i forget perhaps technically the biggest (laughs) debut in shw history as the seven foot two or seven foot three depending upon who's counting chosen who made a crazy appearance at shw 58 both in video and then leaping out of the video. Now we got to see what he would do in the ring. And God bless his opponent, who was a graduate of WWA4. You know, he really came with a lot of of high regard. And I know AC Mack was super excited. Let's let's give him his name. His name was Mr. Grayson Pierce. There it is. Grayson Pierce. He had a cool (laughs) nickname, though. Do you remember his nickname? He had oh, a really cool nickname. Gosh, you're gonna nickname. make me look that up. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah. it out. And to Grayson's credit, he did not just kind of stand there and uh endure the pomp and circumstance of Chosen. As Chosen made his way, and we were all just kind of in shock with what we were seeing, he didn't even get both of his feet in the ring before Grayson went to the ring. Can I please That's get out true. of the ring? Yeah. So, <laughs> that's I mean, true you didn't like you almost became a casualty of war he's the young gun so i guess he was quick to, sh- to shoot maybe i don't know pew, but pew. yeah i mean but that you know i probably should just stood there in the in the corner for a second because the match was over quick yeah now, now <laughs> tell me you were incredibly close closer than anybody to the action what was that like being that close to that fast-paced action, and then the size of Chosen. <laughs> what was it like? Let's see. There's nothing like it. There's nothing. I can't even tell you. Seeing him walk out, one, and I'm trying to get to the ring where I can get to the corner where I can get out, and before I can get to the stairs or even out of the ropes, I'm seeing his head over the top rope. Mm. Okay, so he's already, like, chin high to the top rope standing on the floor and then he just gets in gets drop kicked and slammed against the ropes i'm against the rope they're against the ropes and it's like dude can you wait to be slaughtered until i get out because this is about to be messy 
this about oh my god this is a huge huge guy and i told you guys on the pre-show not just massive i'm talking about he wouldn't fit in this frame he wouldn't he wouldn't fit in this frame this dude is monstrously huge but he's got grace about him you notice he he, he just moved just smoothly gracefully but at the same time he meant business mm-hmm. he meant business he took every shot mr grayson had to give bounce right off of him yeah. just like a nap it was it was crazy it was crazy what did you think i mean you guys were sitting down in the chair so you had to look even higher to see the top of his head so what did you think i started to get concerned that he might end up touching the ceiling right um, because he was a very big man and rim touch yeah like literally if he if he raised his arm that was going to be a problem a real big problem and um you were right. He moved very fluid in the ring. What yeah. you know, when we see a lot of very tall men historically in this business, they're tall, they're big, and they're slow. You know, right. they don't tend to move very fast. They're not very fluid. Chosen is a different kind of cat. He's an athlete. He really is. I mean, he think is. about it. He played ball, basketball. So you can't be slow in basketball. You got to be able very to move. True. You got to be able to pivot in the shift and yeah, dude, Mm -hmm. I'm impressed. I I am. I think this is going to be a new breed of big man coming through here. Absolutely. And uh, he is literally one of one and there are very many, there are not very many like him. And so Mm -hmm. trust me when I tell you, there are many reasons for you to go back and watch this on IWTV. That is a massive reason. You have to, not do justice they, they don't. do not do justice they do not they do not so check out the debut of chosen and now we can now. get to uh the remaining two title matches firstly the iwtv world championship match as the champion cruel uh took on the former two-time tna x division champion that being suicide and People went crazy for this match. Mm-hmm. You know, they understood, you know, the magnitude of suicide and him being once again in uh, the action building. Cruel, of course, an absolute favorite as an IWTV world champion. And we talked about Chosen doing some things that most big men oh my don't God. do. But the moment that happened in this match, do you want to tell them about this? This was. I still this can't one believe. scared me. This one it really scared, scared me. me. It um, absolutely scared me. I don't. I don't know if it landed right. It. It didn't. It seemed like it come up just. It might have landed right, but at the same time, he is such a big, heavy guy. Um. And and again, we're talking about the move that happened in the corner. It was a Spanish fly. Yes. And uh, Crow landed on his head. Yes. He landed on his head. I mean, he rolled on, rolled on through with it, but he landed on his head. It frightened me a little mm-hmm. bit, but. I mean, the things he's gone through and taken with his body, it didn't face him. So yeah. once he got up and just continued to do what he does, you know, I was like, oh, okay, so he's he's fine. But I was excited about this match. I, mm-hmm. I knew I know what Cruel can do. I've seen so much of the stuff that he does throughout the years. I've seen suicide and all the stuff yes. that he can do. And to them to clash with two different types of, you know, wrestling and, and performing in that ring, it is it was crazy. Yeah. It, I didn't know how it was going to turn out, but it was 
it was good it was it was really good it was it it was it was one to definitely watch it was so good yeah. uh, again you know they say styles make fights and uh two very different styles you had kind of this hybrid style that uh, uh suicide is known for obviously very agile but we saw his strength on display to be able to pull off that uh spanish fly from the top rope on onto cruel which just still is a sight to see and then you have cruel who you know is agile who is powerful you know who can do ridiculous things that most men his size cannot do it right. made for an incredible match a spectacle of a match for sure cruel retains the championship but then after that we get a visit from matt griffin of course who, pr who proceeds to tell us that because of iwtv world championship obligations that cruel will not be with us at shw 60 but then he said something that was very weird dare i say cryptic that needs to be unpacked, and I'm not even sure what we can do with it. He said that Cruel will not be at the next show, but Action Wrestling would? That's what he said. I don't know what that means. What There's, What is going on here? I don't know what that means. I haven't heard anything from management or Gary. Th that That bit that Matt said was pretty much it. Nobody has said anything else about it. And um, I, I don't know what it means. I have I have no idea at all. It could mean anything, but I, I don't know. It it could be. And, you know, we've been wondering. AC is very familiar with Matt. He so is very familiar. Did he have any thoughts? I, I missed. He was caught off guard by that statement oh. as well. Okay. And so, you know, he knew that that could mean almost anything. Yeah. And uh, Matt Griffin always has something up his sleeve. And it makes me wonder, you know, Matt Griffin has been showing up in an SHW ring now for several months. Faithfully. And right. Which, you know, for those who don't know where that is wild is I thought that action wrestling usually ran their shows right. on their first Friday night. And, right. you know, I mentioned this to uh, AC Mac on commentary, but, you know, this was one of those things where there was a literal war between action wrestling and Southern honor, you mm -hmm. know, and there were wrestlers who were kind of caught in the crossfire, mm -hmm. AC Mack being one of them, mm -hmm. you know? And so to, I, I don't know what's happening with action such that Matt Griffin can so faithfully show up at SHW. I don't know what's going on. And I have no clue what that means for next month and what he might have in mind. But, and I say this now, so perhaps SHW can invest in this. We get some real security. We've got weeks in advance, but it's clear, as we'll talk about at the end of the show, security isn't a strong suit or isn't something that is invested in much. And it allows random people to just walk through here Right. And do whatever. So if Matt that, Griffin is planning on bringing people from action, I we mean, should be very worried. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. This is a huge show. Mm -hmm. This is a huge mm -hmm. show. 
So yeah, we definitely need to have some security and our eyes open and be ready for anything because he obviously don't, he doesn't care. He's just bringing his little show back with him and doing whatever he does with his little flask and being bossy in the ring. That's, that, that's going to end. Mm. That's my mic. That's my mic. There it is. I didn't see there anywhere where there was an in-ring promo on my sheet. I didn't see anything like that. So that's going to stop. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And so that was the calm before the storm. Now, mm-hmm. before I tell you about this last match, I have to tell you that, you know, a lot of people talk about things like speaking things into existence or manifesting mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. Well, when AC Max sat down at the table Friday night, the first thing he said was, I want to see chaos. I'm here <laughs> for the chaos. By the end of the night, AC Mack began apologizing, saying this could have been my fault. Now, what are we talking about? Well, let's talk about the match that just... So, it starts with the tag team turmoil match for the SHW Tag Team Championship. With, by the way, another reason to go watch IWTV when this Mm -hmm. is on there... Diana does an expertly wonderful job explaining these rules to this matchup. So the way the match goes down, it started as an elimination match between four teams. The team that was pinned or that lost would be eliminated. The hierarchy, who are the tag champions, would be inserted into that spot. And then this would move from an elimination match to a fatal four-way where it would be one fall to a finish the participating teams to start the match were happy madness mm-hmm. coven of the goat mm-hmm. the end game and the grapplers and then mm-hmm. from those four teams the one that would be eliminated would be replaced by the tag champions and so this got weird quickly we were having our entrances and here comes you know the grapplers then the end game end game And then as the Coven of the Goat hits the stage and we're all celebrating their arrival, they are immediately attacked by Happy Madness. With chairs. And I don't know that that even... Go ahead. Go ahead. In the the midst of all that, uh, Tank wound up on the floor. I guess Mm -hmm. where he got hit, he fell off the stage, went on the floor. Nathan went down. Mm-hmm. They they just started beating on Nathan. He wound up, he never made it off the stage. Right. So Tank had to be the tag team by himself, mm-hmm. which was crazy. That, And it didn't last long. It didn't last long. They were the ones eliminated. Mm-hmm. Which I honestly did not have on my bingo card. No. I I did not see the Coven of the Goat being the first team eliminated uh maybe no, unfairly. I the blood and gore before they were gone right right so tank the kill billy eliminated which now makes room for this to transform uh, like optimus prime into a fatal four-way that would now see the hierarchy join in the fray along with the end game happy madness and the grapplers Grapplers, of course, holds tag team championships in multiple promotions, and they were flanked by their manager now. His mm-hmm. name is uh, Chainmail. Chainmail. 
he also had plenty to say. Everybody had something to say. Everybody wanted to talk. Everybody, Everybody had wanted, wanted to, talk. to say. So we get to this match, and the match itself was pandemonium. The hierarchy uh, was in control for a, a large portion of it. Um, I was intrigued because we didn't see much of the grapplers in the ring. They'd kind of work smarter, not harder. It was very odd. Um, the end game was interesting to me because it'd be interesting to see how CT Keys would get along in this tag team environment mm -hmm. uh, with, with uh, Nick Halen. And as this match is going on, at some point, just got crazy. And the poor referee, Paul Santa, who has Bless done a fantastic job. Yes, he did. You know, he, he thought he saw one thing, didn't see another. It got crazy in there. And so as he is trying to figure out who's who, we saw a very strange switcheroo. I don't know if this was a switcheroo or if the well, grapplers have more than two members to their team, I don't know. But to that effect, the grapplers throughout the whole match was doing a whole lot of Three Stooges stuff. There was a whole lot of Curly Moe and Larry just going. There was eye poking. There was mm -hmm. like just a bunch of just shenanigans, just yeah. confusion. You didn't know what was going on, who was legal, who was, if any of them was legal, we, we you just didn't know. They were in and out. Yeah. both sides and it was just crazy but i can't i can't remember if somebody was trying to be pinned or not but i know one of the grapplers went off on one mm -hmm. side of the ring and then hit, here comes another one from the other side of the ring and mind right. you one was dressed in blue one was dressed in red so correct it's not like you know you see somebody red go out of the ring this way and red comes up blue. what's going on you know yeah. i mean they, they were saying it just, still is crazy but from there, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. Yeah. Fr from there, uh, again, we still haven't determined if there are three grapplers right. as a grappler one, grappler two, grappler three, or if this was supposed to, if like there was a Jedi mind trick happening and this red grappler, grappler one, all of a sudden transported to the other side of the ring. Way too hard to tell. But what we do know, amid, oh, and we should also mention that Tank returned. Tank returned. And Tank returned, bloody, going after sunny days. And so now you've got all of these moving parts that are it happening. Yeah, it was chaos. Absolute chaos, pure turmoil. And by the end, one of the grapplers wraps up. I thought he wrapped up Murder One and got the pin, if it wasn't Murder One, it was someone else, wrapped him up, got the pin, and here we are looking at the grapplers ending the reign, the 237-day reign of the most dominant tag team champions we've had in this company, that being the hierarchy. But the confusion, I think, maybe only started at that point. Oh, no, that's when everything became clear. Sort of. Yeah, well. And I, and I say ending, sort we, of. We still don't know what's, what the outcome, what the final word is. I mean, we do, but it's not all together. But it, 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 it became clear why it was so chaotic. Yeah, it, it was chaotic uh, because shortly after the grapplers get this pin, 
and they are handed the tag team championships for the first time in the history of us ever seeing the grapplers, the grapplers unmasked. Ever. that You, you don't do that for one, so. I've never seen that done before, you know. Um, and they unmasked to reveal themselves as Zach Mosley and Bryce Cannon. And then from out of nowhere, Cornelius Pepperbottom appears. And they, instead of allowing you to make the announcement, they announce that Exotic Youth are the tag team champions. And then they add uh, well, they some tried. rather... Yeah. They, they, said, they had some colorful language that they tried. But no sooner than that, Gary Lamb, who we had not seen all night long in the great words of uh, Lionel Richie, here comes... <laughs> Gary Lamb with a mic who says, get those belts. Get the belts. Facing exotic youth. So exotic youth run out the front door, mm -hmm. I guess, to their getaway car, which was very convenient. Yeah, well, I think they were feeling like a Tracy Chapman. They had a fast car. Had a fast car. Mm -hmm. And uh, had a driver. So shout out to, to her. And um, Gary's chasing them through the parking lot. And from what I understand, almost gets them, but then they attack him, mm -hmm. and and then they 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 make off with the SHW tag team titles. Now, now mind you, go ahead. I I did announce a winner, but I announced the team that was entered into the tag team for more, which was the Grapplers. The mm -hmm. Grapplers is the team who won the titles. Not exotic youth. They quit. They don't even go here anymore. That's what I was going to say. They quit in rather boisterous fashion. Right. Uh, walking out on the company. And now, are they the tag champions? They've got the belts. They apparently executed the pin, even though they were under the masks, under the guise of the grapplers. Gary Lamb has since gone to social media saying that exotic youth are not the tag team champions. I don't know what happens here. I, I think this is certainly a case for Jake the Snake and the uh, officials here at SHW to let us know at some point a decision. What 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 is to be made of the tag team championships? Well, to me, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, if anybody is the tag team champions, if we're going to go with this outcome, then it's going to be Zach Mosley because he unmasked and he was clearly one of the guys that was in the match. And then the other grappler, not who Zach did not unmask, Bryce, but the other grappler who was clearly in the match with Zach. So Bryce sneaking in, trying to fake it. I mean, he's just like, you know, cheating on a test or something. You didn't make this great. So, no, no. If anybody, it's going to be Zach and the other grappler. Okay. This if is... that even makes any sense, but that doesn't make I'm sense either. Good. No, I'm, I'm lost. very, very odd. And so we're hoping that someone will get to the bottom of this. We've not heard anything on our social media channels. No one has told us what the uh, state of the tag team championships are. At some point, we hope that someone will make an announcement and let us know as we get Jake. ready for SHW 60. Can you believe we're going to our 60th show? Yes. Which is nuts. <laughs> Happening, of course, on Friday, March the 8th. And we've got a little bit of time before we get there. Well, not a whole lot because this is a short month. But 
Uh, obviously, we'll be giving you some updates on these types of things as we find them out. Make sure right. you are watching IWTV so you can watch this and perhaps you can weigh in on who you think are the rightful SHW Tag Team Champions. Is it the Grapplers? Is it the Exotic Youth? Should it be the hierarchy? I mean, should all this controversy be one of those things where, you know, we just hit Control-Alt-Delete and start all over and right. uh, kind of do a factory reset back to, you know, what things were like prior to this particular match, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So there, there are lots of questions to be answered in terms of the state of the tag team championships, you know, what happens with all of this, what will be next for Hunter James and Chip Day, you know, what's next for, you know, uh, Lev and the Warden and the Buff and Fluff connection. I mean, there are lots of questions yet to be answered and we'll do our best to fill in those gaps between now and March the 8th, where we will have SHW 60 and, for those who are paying attention to their calendars, that's a really big week in the world of wrestling. It mm -hmm. starts on that Sunday, March mm -hmm. the 3rd, with the final match of Sting, the icon. It starts that way. So we get to kind of round out a historic week in the space of pro wrestling, you've got to believe that anything likely can and will happen that week and on the road to SHW 60. So you want to stay connected uh, to what we are doing. Before we go, Diana, do you want to tell the people about your new merch? Oh, I'm not even wearing it tonight. But yes, I am taking pre-orders on my Diana Michelle yellow dress hoodie. So hit me up on my socials. Um, like I said before, you probably don't have my phone number, which is on purpose. So just hit me up on my socials, uh, DM, whatever, DM, like Diana Michelle, you understand? Uh -huh. I see. <laughs> Let me know. Let me know. I'll get that order for you, and I will have it for you at SHW60. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's still chilly in the springtime in March. It yeah. It is. So, and yeah, 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 well, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Time. For a good hoodie and uh, i'll make sure obviously we're doing our good modeling of these hoodies for the Watch. people also I'm if you do a whole commercial there has to be i'm, I'm about to do a whole commercial anyway <laughs> absolutely <laughs> has to be and then make sure you're following diana uh on the socials as well not just to dm her but she's got some great content you can always find out some of the cool things that you don't get to see normally at shows or from her perspective it's really awesome so check out her content uh as, at diana michelle out. yeah it's like oh six yeah. right it's oh five i i just it's like phone numbers now like we don't yeah. know people's Nobody phone knows. numbers you just put the first things in and, and you already know right was, so, number, so yeah there it is <laughs> at diana michelle oh five on all of the socials and check out all the cool things and yours has. don't forget oh. yours you've got some crazy content out there too all over yeah. your recap i love your recap it's so thank fun. you thank I you i do i love it so we we're, we're trying to do what we can on these social media streets so make sure you're following us to see where we are and what we're doing because there's always some fun things that are going on and of course our thoughts and prayers continue with our v3 brother uh brandon benefield who i am excited that in some capacity, he yeah. will be back 
next week. Thankfully, you know, he doesn't have to do a whole bunch of running and jumping to be Thank on the God. show. But Although you know, he's we'll, been moving and shaking at that table a few times. Well, th- that that's true. He has done moving and shaking at the table. So we will see. Hopefully, um, he will be in a space where uh, he will obviously be able to talk and fill us in on uh, what's been going on with him. So it seems like next week's episode is a can't miss episode. Yeah. We get to hear your first words um, from Brandon Benefield following all that has happened. And we'll probably get a chance to talk about the Georgia wrestling history awards. If that's not too traumatic and triggering. Right. And it all happened. Um, then. Do you yeah. remember we were waiting on him at the waffle house? Yeah. Yeah. And like he didn't show up and did Which we not see odd. a police car just in a siren? Just, we did. We did. I was like, we did. What in the world? I, I don't know if that was the one who went to his rescue or not, but yeah, that was a weird night. It was a great night up until that night. point. But it, it's kind of crazy but, because I've I've had nights like that where you're celebrating something amazing, something fantastic, and then just kind of tragedy strikes out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, so um, I'm just hoping that you know the authorities are, or at least somebody somewhere has captured something so that we can figure out how this happened. But more important than how it happened, I want to make sure that he's good. Um, yeah. His health is of the great importance because what most people don't know is that man is kind of the silent MVP of all things Southern honor. And right. so if, if he is not in a good space, uh, though some people won't tell you, will tell you the company won't be in a good space either. That's so, right. We want him uh, to be well. So keep those thoughts and prayers coming. And um, love you, yeah, we love you. And um, if you've reached out to him on the socials, give him some time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have been reaching out to him. He's not one that usually has a very heavy inbox. So obviously with all of blow this. Blow up his inbox. Blow, blow it, up. it up. Blow it up. And if someone, you know, is a nice caretaker that can perhaps, because you know, well, I don't want to get too much into his business, but trust mm-hmm. me when I tell you, uh, he wouldn't mind the help. So if you're kind, if you not, if you're nice, and you meet whatever his requirements are, don't know what they are, <laughs> but whatever they are, you know, inbox you him out. first, please, please inbox please, him please. and make sure that it's it's good because I don't think he's still up running around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he can't meet you at the door. Negative. Um, but with all of or- that said. Thank you for rocking with us uh, and for we've done our best to fill in for our good brother. Uh, But remember, mark the date on your calendar, (laughs) March the 8th for SHW 60. We've got a road to get there and it should be filled with some great twists and turns. Yes, sir. Until next time, this has been SHW. This is our (laughs) wrestling. We'll see you guys next week. Oh, I miss you, babe. Oh.